Hey, I'm Daniel, a political activist and campaigner turned management consultant turned coach. And this is PolitikWise, the podcast where politics meets personal development. Let's face it, it's easy to criticize those in politics. But being in politics is not an easy ride. And yet for many who make the leap, it's worth it. They can make a real difference. So how can we have both? How can we make a difference while at the same time showing up as the best version of ourselves? It's a question that's been with me for the last 20 years. First, when I started out as an activist leading an NGO, then when I did a PhD in politics, and later when I quit my job in consulting to help build up a political movement and run an election campaign. And today, as I coach young leaders who want to make a difference while staying true to themselves. I know the answers are out there, so join me on this podcast. We'll hear from political leaders, from psychologists, neuroscientists, philosophers about their findings and experiences. And together, we learn about the ideas, mindsets and tools of wise people in politics and beyond. Let's go. My guest on this episode is Nuno Canedo. He is one of the founders of a 10-week leadership training program in Portugal called Proxima Geração, which is Portuguese and stands for Next Generation. In the program, they are attracting and developing young leaders from diverse backgrounds to become active in politics or to become more civically active. And with Nuno, I talk about the ideas and the skills that they teach in this program. We also talk about how they manage to build a very close community of participants, despite the participants being from very diverse backgrounds, also in regards to their political views. And then finally, Nuno Knight, we talk about his perspective on shaping politics without stepping into the arena but shaping politics and contributing as an active citizen in a democracy. This episode is especially interesting if you are in a role where you're supporting political leaders or also if you have a career outside of politics but are looking for ways to contribute to better politics. Well, Nuno, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Great to see you again, Daniel. Nuno, we've talked a few weeks ago and I was looking forward to talking a bit more about about a project that you've launched. It's a program that is for young leaders from diverse backgrounds who want to become politically active or active in civil society. It is called, in Portuguese, Osima Geração. The pronunciation was not absolutely correct, but <laughs> tell us a little bit more about the program. What are you trying to achieve? Yeah, sure. So yeah, so we created this program. We've been working on it for about two, three years. We had the first edition last year, so the first academy. Last year we had two editions by now. And the idea is that it is an academy for young people. So our participants, at the moment, we're looking at participants between the ages 16 and 30. And the idea is to get more people involved in, in politics or just civic, civic engagement in general. People from diverse backgrounds. So it can either be young people who already have some connection to politics. Maybe they've been at some political party, a little bit involved, but they, they want to know more and, and learn also about other perspectives. Or people who have not been active at all, but would like to contribute either in their local, maybe the 
their local government or just a local association, or even just going to straight into, into politics. The main idea behind this, so I'm one of the founders, we're about 10 founders of the academy. And it started when one of our founders watched this Netflix documentary, Knock on the House. I know if you ever saw that one in the US. Yeah. So With it's AMC, about, right? So exactly. Yes. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. And this is also about some young people who go into politics and they, they are trained then to go and change, change things. And we partnered with a, with a network called a political academy global. So this is an, a network that has academies, has been running or has affiliated academies in different countries, which we learned from, for example, they already had an academy in South Africa that we learned a lot from and they facilitate learning sessions in the beginning and helped us create the, the backbone of our program. But then we customized it for the, for what we wanted to do and for what we saw here in Portugal. Yeah. So again, we think politics is very important and it's very important to have strong Good political leaders who are well educated and trained, right? So this is about educating people for politics and for civic engagement so that they, they, they have the tools they need to do their, their jobs well, and also to attract different people. We've been seeing, at least here in Portugal, always we have people who have the feeling it's always the same ones in power and people from the same backgrounds and we wanted to get more people involved so we have more representation. And, and in general, also, even if the people going through the academy don't go into politics, it's fine if they just become a little bit more active as citizens, because that's also a very, very important pillar of society. Actually, you know, the main pillars for democracy, right, is that citizens are engaged, they check on what politicians are doing, they, they contribute as well proposals and so on. So we created this program. We had two, two runs, so two editions, one last year, one this year. We already in total had 52 participants that went through the program and it's divided into three main blocks or modules it's, it's over 12 weeks. Now the next edition, we're going to make it for only 10 weeks, but it's been 12 weeks and it's, there's one online session every week and sort of a homework project every week and then four on-site weekends. So one weekend in the beginning where they get together on sites to for team building, let's say, and then at the end of each of the three modules, there's another on site weekend. One, one thing that's important for us, for example, when we go on site on, the, on these weekends is we visit different places in Portugal. So go more in the smaller cities, in the smaller towns, so that the people going through the program also understand what's life like in the whole country and from the north to the south and not just concentrate in the capital, for example, which something that usually happens with, with such programs. So the three modules for us, it's uh, the first one is more introspective. What are your, your values, your, well, we start actually with the bias, people help them understand their biases and then their values, ethics. And then a second module more focused on, on, on tools, for example, active listening and communication tools. And lastly, the third module is more practical. They gather in groups and the idea is to create proposals for public policy. So they get exposed to some problems that are happening and they're invited to get together and, and work on a public policy. And yeah, the best thing is after the first edition, for example, already some groups followed up with their policies. For example, we had a group that was working on a policy to reduce uh, food waste 
in restaurants and in society in general. It was composed by a chef. So we had a very diverse background in, in participants, right? So it's, it's definitely not only people who study political science. So we had like chefs, someone from medicine, someone from legal backgrounds in, in this group. And they were, they've been talking to all political parties in Portugal and the National Assembly to discuss this problem of food waste as a result of their project in the last module of the academy. And what it sounds like, Nuno, is then it's at the end, there's concrete result where there's a project people are putting things into practice developing a policy developing a perhaps a campaign yes exactly yeah so uh, the, the last part is really a policy that's what they're invited to do but some people then go on and do other things from from what they got from the academy actually one of the participants is now campaigning to be the lead candidate for european elections here for one of the parties in portugal oh. and Some of the other participants who are not from the same political background or might not be, they're helping him because it's, it's also a very interesting thing. We, we gather people from different backgrounds. Some are more right-wing oriented, some more left-wing oriented, but the program is oriented towards learning how to work with people who have different ideas and different ideology. That's very important for us because again, it's coming back to the problems we see in the world and one of them being this big polarization in politics and our gradual loss of ability to work across the aisle and work with people from different backgrounds and different ideas. So we want to also use this academy as a way to show people, no, you might have different ideas and different ideologies, maybe you have different values, but you should still be able to work together. And we, the program is oriented towards that. There's a lot of discussion and also it's programmed in a way that they learn how to have useful and valuable discussions with people who have different ideas instead of these destructive discussions, more like constructive discussions. And in the end, the group, we for, I think with the best part is there's this really tight group that gets formed and they help each other. They go through this very intense program together. So they're really a tight group in the end. And as I was saying, for example, one of the, the participants from the first edition is now preparing a campaign for, for the European parliament and he's getting help from people. From his other participants from the academy he went through from our first edition who don't exactly have the same ideology but yeah. yeah they think this person would be a great candidate and has some constructive things to add for Portuguese politics and, and European politics and, and are helping in that project which is great to see <laughs> I, I would, yeah. to be honest I wasn't expecting that the groups that form in the academies would be so interesting and so tight together Yeah. And it's, yeah, just, it's a, a beautiful thing to see, right? It's very heartwarming also to see still like a new generation coming up who can, even though they have different ideas, can work together and, and be constructive. Gives me hope for a better future. Yeah, it gives you hope. And it, it must be quite rewarding as one of the founders and the organizers to create something like this and to have this microcosm of what I think many would say, this is how democracy should work, right? We are, we're working perhaps across partisan lines whenever there is something where we actually agree on or whether you know we can look beyond the party to see a person that we trust, right? That we know is perhaps a person that you know really has has the public good at heart and, and can see that and not just the party label. Exactly. Yeah. That's the whole idea is we know other people are there for a reason. They have a rightful reason for defending the ideas they defend. They have 
something in their background that explains the values they have. And it's, it's, yeah, it's possible to work together, even though you have different ideas. And if you can do that, it can be very constructive and it can lead to, to a better result. And as you said, I think that's exactly how it should work in democracy in general. Of course, then when we get to real life, it might be different, but let's see, at least we're, I think, giving, making, creating some seeds or for something nice to happen in the future. How, if we can talk about that, how did you get to that point, right? Do you think, was it more a sort of filter mechanism where you said, hey, we're looking for people who are open to being part of this program and working across party lines and learning across party lines? Was it a filter mechanism that you attracted only those participants who would be open for that? Or is it more in what you did that you managed to bring them together in such a way? I think it's a combination of both. So we do explicitly have as a recruitment criteria or a selection criteria that the, the applicant is able to live with different ideas or is open-minded to accept different ideas. So whenever we do the recruitment interviews, we look for that. One of the criteria we use, although we pick some participants as well that might be not so open-minded, but in general, the whole group, we want to have to have a balanced group. So that's one of the criteria, along with also the diversity in the group. So I think that helps if we have not too many people having the same ideas, but there's a diversity in terms of political ideology, social economical backgrounds, geographical location in the country, gender, yeah, everything, try to, try to make it very balanced. So that's one point is we explicitly look for that when recruiting. And then it's also part of the program. So we built it in, into the program. So one of the very first exercises was I was saying is to understand biases, this implicit association test from Harvard, I think it was created at Harvard University. So when you go through this test, you get some questions and depending on how fast you answer, then you get some insights into your biases in terms of yeah. you look in. You look for the biases in terms of gender and race, for example. For instance, racism is a problem that's not very discussed in Portugal, but we think should be brought to be more discussed, let's say. But yeah, using, for example, this test in, right in the beginning and showing them the biases that we all have explicitly, um, it kind of deconstructs sometimes the whole idea because a lot of people come and say, no, I'm not biased at all. Of course, I'm not racist. But then when you do this test, it usually starts breaking down your idea of the things you were very sure about starts breaking down and it helps deconstruct the strong ideas that people might have and help them see them more in light of, I have these values because these are the values of the society or the part of society I was involved in, or because of my background, because of my studies, but that there's are there also other values and opinions. And I can imagine this, the exercise in general, I, I, I did it once, it, it is disruptive, right? It uh, perhaps shakes your sense of identity of, I'm, you know, I'm that kind of person, I'm not that kind of person. And then once that has happened, you're perhaps even more open, right? You say, hey, if I was wrong on that, let me see what else I might learn about myself, about my relationship exactly. to the world. That's what we try to do. And, and then during the program, because they're exposed to these other people who they become good friends with, and they see these people they are good friends with, have different opinions, they, and they respect them because of the relationship they built, then I think it's the perfect ground for a mutual understanding and 
respecting each other and building things together constructively. So this is what they learn. That sounds like, I mean, it links to, this is what they learn. And this is perhaps like qualities that whether you're in politics or, you know, as just as a citizen in democracy, it's, it's nice to have. Yes, what, yeah. uh, what, what is it, Nuna, that you have learned from this journey so far of running this program? So for me, it's also been a good way to learn about my own biases and different ideas. So I also had some strong ideas at some points that I've been able to understand better, get to know myself better by watching others understand more about me and about my political ideas. Then as a group from the Saunders team, we learned a lot about organizing a program like this, right? Well, the logistics and so on. We have one person full-time at the moment. She's doing an amazing job there. And now we're learning how to tweak things. Also learning how to fundraise. It's been one of the biggest challenges. It's fundraising for, for the project because not a lot of organizations want to be involved with projects in politics, although it's a non-partisan project. Organizations are always more cautious when funding projects connected to politics, which is a shame because in the end, it's this type of project that really can have a very high leverage effect across the whole society and help us in general. Yeah. There's that, there might be even a trend, I'm not an expert on it, but I, I've observed here and there that I think companies are becoming more, would you call it political or at least mm -hmm. open to political activism, right? Because they see, you know, when they need to operate or work in an environment in a society that is, for example, polarized and that is drifting apart, then, you know, this is a huge issue. Yeah, that's uh, a positive sign. Let's, let's hear. Oh, so you've been one of the founders. This is how you've made, this is like one impact that you've had in politics, right? But not as someone mm. who's going into politics, running for office, but someone who's supporting the arena, perhaps. Tell me more about that. How did you make that choice for yourself? How did you get to this point of making an impact in politics, but not being in politics in a strict mm -hmm. sense? Yeah, so exactly. I'm not involved in any political party and don't, I, I think as far as I remember, I have never participated in any political campaign for one specific party. So I think it started a few years ago when I, 2019, was writing an article about the European elections, actually. I'm a big European Union fan and yeah. I was president of a European-wide student association for industrial engineering and management students, like when I was a student, to travel all around Europe. And yeah, that's actually how I first gained political consciousness and how I first deconstructed all my biases from my education here in Portugal was this time when I was involved with this European organization and I traveled and met engineering students from across Europe. Turkey, to Finland, to Serbia, to Germany, the Netherlands. And back then it was like my wow moment when I realized I had a lot of, I don't know, prejudice or fixed ideas about how other people were like in other countries. And then I just go there and I understand they're exactly the same as me, right? And also about other more progressive ways of organizing society and ideas. That's why I was not so exposed to in Portugal and I got to be exposed to this in, in other countries. 
And this helped. So that this was back 2013 to 2015. I was my early twenties, 20, 23 years old, perhaps. That may be then a big fan of the European Union because I, I understood how great this project was and how much the European Union is contributing to peace in Europe, but also in, for mutual to mutual understanding. So uh, coming back to this idea of understanding other people and being more first seeking to understand and second to be understood, right? Which is one of these habits of highly effective people. I think you can apply it here as well. So, so that's when I started being more aware of these things. And then a few years ago, I was already working back in 2019, and I was writing an article about the importance of voting for the European Parliament elections here in Portugal. And I realized there was no website where you could check who's applying for the elections. I was shocked. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, this are we in the 20th century still? There's no website where you can check who's applying for the elections. How am I going to vote? And I don't know even who are the parties that are going to come on the ballot. Of course, you know who are the parties from the ones that you see on TV talking, but there was no place where online where you could have a list. So I built that website with the help of a friend very quickly. And then we have national, this is a very, very basic website, just a table with a list. So I could link it to the article I was writing. We had elections, national elections later that year in Portugal, September. And I then had the idea of gathering a bigger group of people. And we built a more advanced website where people could check all the information about the elections. So they could check who the manifestos for the political parties who is applying exactly in your region. So, you know, we were voting for and so on. This had a lot of thousands of views in the days before the elections. It was quite successful. We had about 100 people who signed up to, to help create this. In the end, about 30 who were actively working in the last weeks to, to make it, this all come together. And I really enjoyed the process and I called it Politica para todos, which means in Portuguese politics for all. The name and also part of the concept was inspired by a book I was reading at the time, How Nations Fail. Have you ever read Why Nations Fail? No, but I, I've yeah. heard of it. Yeah. So the, one of the main tenets of the book is like nations fail when they don't have strong and inclusive political and economical institutions. And I realized if you want to have inclusive political institutions, it means that the rule of law is respected, that Everyone has the same rights in front of the law, right? That, that there's a check, checks and balances on government and on politicians and that citizens and civic society contributes to the political discourse and to the construction of the, of politics and, and policy. So that was very influential for me. And I came up with his name politics for all, because I wanted to build something that meant exactly that politics are not just for a small group, but it's for everyone and everyone. As citizens are called to be part of the, a part of it. So that's how, why I also gathered this group of people from designers, developers, and everyone in, in between who didn't have any political background, but wanted to help and contribute to build these websites. Yeah. So that was it back in 2019. And then from there, I then met Ricardo, one of the founders of this academy, Próximo Geral, and that's how we got connected and then started working on the academy projects in the, the following years. And in between all of this, I realized that, yeah, this, I was not getting involved in politics, in political life, let's say directly, but I was building projects that were trying to improve the system in general. And also because I'm a, I'm an industrial engineer, so it's like, I always have these systems thinking from my education and the way I see it is I can have a bigger impact 
by, or one of, not that I have a, can I, one of the ways to have a big impact is to try to improve the system in general so that uh, people can, if, if, instead of me going directly and being there involved in the, in sharing my opinion, I create a platform where other people can share their opinion and a platform where other people can check the opinions and others of others and be better informed because then I can have a multiplier effect for my work or just do an academy where I train other people who will then get involved, who will then be active. Uh, so that has been my perspective. Sometimes it's very hard not to be directly engaged, but uh, it's also not a dogma. So I might in the future get involved. I just recently wrote an article here for Portuguese online publication that was a little bit more partisan because I didn't really like the language they were using for their political discourse, more an extremist party. But to generally, I try not to, or I, I, I try to invest more time in this more system, systems thinking approach, checking the system is working and trying to improve the system to raise the tide for everyone. So if all parties would work better, right, and have more competent people and work better between each other, I think it will be a very, very important outcome for society and maybe more important than just one specific party having a very a big outcome in one, one single election. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. I've recently had a few conversations with people, perhaps similar to yourself or just people perhaps newly joining politics, similarly also thinking, how can I support and work on the system, improve the system rather than stepping into the arena of myself yeah. and similar thinking, a similar rationale. Hey, if I can help improve parties in general, or if I can improve you know, the, the, the success or the likelihood that a particular party gets into parliament, you know, then I, I don't need to sit there myself <laughs> and I'm, I will have made an impact. Also, I think it's a space where there's less people working on, unfortunately. So maybe there's a bigger need for action there. Well, mm. there's more people going into the arena directly, right? But I felt like we were forgetting the bigger picture. Yeah. And making sure that the system as a whole works. And this book, Why Nations Fail, was very influential in my mm -hmm. view of that. Yes. And then, and then you worked in an area also using your skills and your experience, right? I mean, you were, you are working in a, in a software AI company. We just talked about it earlier. And when I hear that you developed this platform back in 2019 with information, I guess you used all of your skills and I don't know, building a uh, platform yeah, like exactly. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. So I also wanted to make sure I could do something where I'll use what I learned at work by working in data science, AI and software development and use that for the, for the politics area. Yeah. So I think that's a great takeaway. Like that's work with what you have and, and okay. I mean, I'm not a best public speaker, you know, I don't need that. I'm not going to campaign or run, but what do I have? And often, yeah, well, we'll be surprised. Different different skill sets needed really and working on the system, as you said. So it, this is this is how you are shaping politics. You're also, you've got your full-time job, because this would be interesting as you were describing this. How do you handle both of them? What's your mindset about that? You know, having a full-time job on the one hand 
you've got your career and then and then there's on the side there's this you know having an impact in politics being somehow mm -hmm. involved what's yeah. your experience with that balancing that it's very challenging <laughs> sometimes i feel like i have the two different lives and it's not the best there's moments when it comes closer together which is great and moments where it's a more divergent in general ideally i think we all find more inner peace when all different aspects of our life come together. It's not the case for me at the moment, but so I, I have my career as uh, more, work more in the area of product management in AI. I work at a big software company called OutSystems at the moment. We've been working on other startups before. So as a full-time job, I think the, the most difficult thing is balancing the time. So I have to be very strict about my time. What I do, so I do my work during the day and then end of the day, maybe work on my other, on this project in politics. Most weekends I'm doing something, either attending an event, traveling. Yeah. So I have to be very strict about what I do. Usually I have my calendar for the next, for the upcoming weeks is more or less defined. Yeah, but I've been used to this and it's also <laughs> the way I like to live and to be active. I'm maybe yeah. a little bit too much addicted to being, being busy sometimes, maybe it'll be better to step down and maybe would even achieve more by doing less. But yeah, I think I've been able to balance it so far. I've been lucky as well that always my managers at work and the people I work with understands there's these different sides in my life and that they also build up on each other. So for example, was recently in a training on how to increase impact and learning about impact measurement and tracking impact for a political project. And the things I learned there, I could then translate to my work and also try to understand how to better, and then have some insights into how to better track the impact of the software I do, my team's yeah. work on work and vice versa, of course. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. That... I've been very lucky that people I work with. <laughs> understood this and they've been very supportive in my career so far in general yeah yeah and these things support each other so yes there's the friction that you need to balance these different parts of your life but at the same time what it sounds like is they they also benefit each other sometimes there is an overlap sometimes you you know learn from one field and apply it in the other one of the things i don't like so much in politics nowadays or in, in politicians is when they have just a career in politics and they lose a sense of touch with the rest of the world, right? So I think it's enriching also to have a career in, in two sides, even though I don't have a career in politics. It's just there is inside project. Also, everyone who has a career in other areas should be called upon to be active as citizens because this is really a, a strong pillar of, of democracy that citizens are active and engaged or else we run the risk of going to more authoritarian regimes, tyrannical rights, starts falling apart when citizens stop paying attention. We don't care. Yeah. And perhaps this is where we close, Nona, because earlier you said launching the program, it gave you hope to see that people from different parties, they, they came together in this way. And I must say that when I'm having these conversations with people who are coming from a corporate career and they just, as you said, they want to do something. They feel like they're called upon <laughs> as citizens to also contribute and are trying to find a way to do that. Perhaps let's close there as Nuno is them. Perhaps to, to those people, yeah. 
like you, perhaps also like me, who, who are trying to make an impact politics, but not running for office, who are perhaps have a, you know, a corporate career, any, any pointers for them or do you think could be useful for them to, to, to have in their mind as they're trying to find their way? Yeah, let's say try to look for people who are working on similar things and you'll find them. I think when we open up and we put ourselves out there, which is a big risk, right? But if we put ourselves out there and start talking about our ideas, usually other people will follow and will want to join and help you build things together. And it's always more fun when you do it together with other people, right? So yeah, put yourself out there. And it's very important the work citizens do. I think Obama said like one of the most important titles or jobs in the world is a citizen. Citizen role or position is the most important one. So let's keep that in mind and don't think that only the meet people in the arena and the politicians we see on TV are doing the important work. But I think everyone every day, even just by doing our jobs well, trying to improve ourselves to be a better person, I think that's a way to make everyone's lives a little bit better. No, no, no. Thank you so much for taking the time to be on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you, Daniel. Great to see you again. And yeah, have a great day. Hey, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening. I hope you liked the episode. Please share it with someone who might find it valuable as well. And if you have a topic you'd like me to cover or a guest I should talk to, let me know. You can find out more on my website. Head over to politicwise.org. Until the next time.